83277. Take one. No, no. No, no, this isn't. This is a. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you going to start it by yourself? No, man. Everybody's starting together. Right on the beat. All right. One, two, one, two. I'm sorry. One more time. Charlie, we need a little bit more of you. Jackie O and my chief. We're located in Brooklyn, New York. I like it came about, I guess, was it about six years ago? Six, seven years ago. Six, yeah. seven years ago. So Waichi and I have, you know, been friends for a while and we would always have all these artistic exchanges of, you know, books and films and music and everything. And there was a particular film that we both liked on um, and there's like a little girl in the film and there's a, a part where it's called the fall it's called the fall um, by tarson thing and there's a part where someone is telling the story to this little girl and so whenever he describes one of the characters she'll be like oh i like him i like him and i guess it was a thing that we we started to say to each other when you know she would bring a book or a film and i'd be like oh i like it i like that I like and I think that was where I guess the, the name came from. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's basically the basis of is discovery, and mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's how the name came about. Was that the question? I guess the interlude is our instrumental hip-hop party that we do on first, third, and fifth Fridays that come on everybody. The history of it, it goes back a ways for me because I used to actually have an instrumental hip-hop label. And I know that White She actually used to do promotions for a label and we both had this hip-hop thing. So I guess, yeah, the interlude is just an expression of all that. The things that you can't necessarily play if you're doing a hip-hop party and it's a late night thing and everything has to be up-tempo and dance-focused. This is about doing some of that, but it's about do, doing It's about the head nod. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, so. like, it's like head nodding beats. Um, yep. I mean, it's more than that, too, but that's like the, the meat of what we play. Play, 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 play. Social media and, and all that stuff is such a big part of yeah. what you have to do, you know, now musically too. And just trying to find our voice and not trying to have pictures of ourselves all the time and having things being sexualized. Because I see a lot of the female DJs who are doing really well, it can be so gimmicky. And it's so much more about them being cute or having, to, you know, being fashionistas or something. Mm -hmm. And that it is about their music and skills. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also found that, you know, when we are out and meet people that uh, we don't know, um, or even people that we do know, and they're like, oh, you guys are DJing? Or you guys are DJs? Oh, my God, you're so hot. I mean, you guys should, like, put pictures of yourselves everywhere and, like, put your faces on the flyers. And, like, no, that's just, that's not our steez. I mean, so it's kind of disheartening to get that feedback instead of, people asking like oh well where can I hear your music yeah I mean that question comes to but sometimes it's not the first, the first question <laughs> you know a lot of times it's a comment about our looks um, but that also tells you just about like the vibe that that person's on as well why Chi and Jackie oh thanks a bunch for hanging out this was fun I will definitely post some links for the people listening to hear your music great All right, cool We'll stay in touch. All the best. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. You have reached the Maggie's rooftop aerial options menu. Please listen carefully as the menu has changed. If you would like to hear another song, similar in both tempo and genre as the previous song, please press 1. You have pressed... But what's new? I walk in no guestless. The chandelier matches my necklace. Don't worry about it. Don't know about you, but I'm feeling like a man. And she dancing like she knows I am. And she acting like she don't know them. Swamp flashing all this cash on her, watching her ass. I know you can go faster, girl. Shaking for these dollar bills. You know I'm never faded, baby.
coming. Enter the view. Uh, one of my schoolmates belonged to a, a holiness church. They were trying to build their young people's choir. My pastor said I could go and sing, so I started singing there. One of the young men on the choir, his name was Teddy. He had somehow hooked up with Junior Walker, um, the artist. He was like a, a roadie with them, you know, carrying the equipment, setting up, stuff like that. I was telling him that somebody had suggested I set up a interview with Motown. He was with Junior Walker, who was part of Motown, and he said, well, before you go, I got a guy you need to talk to, which was Weldon McDougal. Weldon McDougal was the lead singer of 60s Philadelphia doo-wop group, The Larks. Amongst other things, he would later become a successful record promoter for Detroit's Motown label, and also Philadelphia International Records. Weldon has been credited for discovering the Jackson 5. One Sunday morning, Weldon McDougal came up to our house on Main Street. When he drove up, I came out of the house and I sat in his car. I didn't want to let him in the house because I didn't know him. Anyway, I sang for him in the car, but I ended up singing. Um, I had a talk with my man last night. Uh, they had a, I guess it was um, like a rehearsal hall on Chestnut Street. And uh, he told me to come there because he wanted his partners to hear me sing. I sang for them and um, they gave me a 45. They wanted me to learn the song, uh, World of Happiness. And uh, I learned the record, and so they told me to go to Virtue Studios. On, it was on Broad Street. Virtue Studios was a top Philadelphia recording studio in Philadelphia from the 60s through the 80s. The owner, Frank Virtue, along with his wife, and produced, mixed, and engineered many of the sessions. So we went at night, my mom and I, they put me behind the mic and I started singing a song and it was just over and over, stop and do it again and do it again. And I sang it so much until I couldn't remember the words. They had put the words in front of me. I was 17 years old when I went in the studio. We didn't come out until the next morning. I was 18, it was my 18th birthday. There are actually two versions out there. The one thing that really made me knew it was me, uh, at the end of it, when I'm just going over, and I see the world of happiness. I was so tired, instead of flowing with it, I said, and I'll see the world. I hated that, and they kept it in, you know, they kept it on there. When I left, I said, so I don't get a copy of it? They gave me, um, a, it's an acetate. Weldon tried to shop 
you know, shop it around. But everyone said I had a California sound. And they kept saying, you need to, you know, send her to California, take her to California. And uh, my mom wasn't having it. Uh, my mother wasn't happy about me singing secular music at all. She had a lot to do with my life. I was still living home. I wasn't working. I did the record in January. Like I said, I went in 17, came out 18. And in February, IRS called me to work. I just did not have the faith that I could make it in singing. So I went to IRS and I was a key puncher. Uh, Hollis called me. In fact, it, I think it was on a Sunday morning. Hollis is the name of her son. He called me and he said, Mom, he said, uh, I want you to listen to something. He said to me, isn't that you? And I said, you know it's me. I had lost the record, you know, the one that the copy that they gave me. So I said, did you find a record or something? And he said, Mom, he said, you're not going to believe this. He said, they're playing this over in England. He said, it's a, uh, what do they call it, Northern Soul. Northern Soul is a music and dance movement that emerged in Northern England in the late 1960s from the British mod scene as a particular style of black American soul music. The recordings, most prized by enthusiasts, are usually by lesser-known artists, released only in limited numbers. I went online and I saw it was number six. And I was like, what? And so that's when he started his campaign to, you know, make his mom be credited for that version. But like I said, I have heard another version. The version that I heard is the one that I learned the words and the tune from. Someone bought Hawthorne's catalog and um, they gave me, gave me credit for it. The one that they, you know, are playing. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter, but that is me. Don't call me anymore Thought I was your home 
want more I drop a song on the radio's begging one more I do a show in the crowd is screaming encore So of course I got family at my front door A favor for a cousin I didn't know before They say you shining and your pocket's getting big now I'm like yeah well what the fuck you think I sing for But I only share with those who love me in my rebels So fuck anyone else that's trying to get a reward with my new friends, <clears throat> Gabby and KT. They produce, along with their friend Joy, an absolutely wicked oh, okay, podcast okay. called <laughs> Talk <laughs> It Out. Gabby and KT, could you introduce yourselves and tell us more about Talk It Out? So I am Gabby. Uh, and I'm KT. We are from Memphis, Tennessee, in the States. And um, yeah, we just have a, a podcast called Talk It Out Podcast where we discuss... Uh, social justice issues, feminism, racism, religion, pretty much anything controversial under the sun. And we just dish it out and we have really honest conversations about those topics. What made you want to do a podcast? Well, um, Gab, uh, I'm Gabby. Katie <laughs> <laughs> right. and I, we, and Joy, we always have like heated discussions and debates over anything. Like it could be over which brand chip tastes the best or which movie is the most um, cringeworthy movie. Like anything, like we will debate it. And so I was like, you know what? We need to we need to record ourselves. Cause I think people would find these conversations entertaining. So I was just, I looked it up and we researched how to make a podcast. And then one day we were like, okay, Let's record this, and uh, that was in August, so it's been history from then on. So yeah, we've just been arguing and debating since then. <laughs> KT, what is Gabby's contribution to the project? Um, Gabby is the marketing mastermind behind everything. Um, she also does all of the audio. She's like crazy amazing with editing. Uh, sound. Um, basically, she does everything in the back that you can think of. <laughs> we're just we're just the voices. Gabby's the back. Yeah. So Trump is now president. Mm-hmm. What do you think of him? Trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, shoot, I could go on and on. Yeah, but I could go days. Overall, it just. It didn't surprise me as a black as a black person, but I think it surprised a lot of 
what we call the the white moderate liberal types who thought that America was so progressive and that we were becoming post-racial because of Barack Obama. (laughs) And... uh, and the, and, and what surprised me was how many white women voted for a man who bragged about sexually assaulting women. Right. That's the one thing that surprised me. I wasn't surprised that he got elected. I was surprised by how many white women voted for him. Me and Gabby had actually predicted it before. Like, I think it was in the previous episode. Do you remember which it was? I can't remember. Which I don't one remember, but we had predicted it. We were like, Hillary's not going to win. We, we absolutely know she's not going to win. It's going to be Donald Trump. Yeah, but I think that's just from us being, I don't want to say woke, because that's overplayed, but just you, you, we, we analyze things and we kind of see, we kind of see things for what it is. And yeah. um, America is not all that it's marketed as. We know that it still has, we have a long way to go. So a Donald Trump president wasn't, wasn't that far off. Now it's just about him getting in there and just going crazy, which... I don't know what we can do about that, but yeah, I wasn't surprised about him getting elected. Thank you both so much for talking with me. Thank you. I will post links so our listeners can check out your show. Okay. Thanks again. Bye bye. You too. You bye. Too. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Y'all know who you are. I got a name, no name.
was the last song for the show. Shouts to all our guests. The I Like It DJs. The Talk It Out podcast crew. 60s soul singer, Shirley Turner. We really appreciate it. If you're feeling up for the challenge, please consider leaving us some kind of a digital footprint in the form of a comment or a share or even a follow. Of course, you can always go to our website, Maggie's Rooftop Aerial. Dot com. Happy 2017. Check you later.